are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. I missed you all dearly last week. It was the first time I did not publish an episode in over two years on Yoga Podcast. So I definitely, definitely missed the podcast, missed the audience, all of you, the practitioners, all of the conversation I typically have with you throughout the week between episodes. I went on a bit of a retreat and I became really self-aware of some areas that I have blind spots in, feel very rejuvenated and focused, and I have an awareness that I much, much needed to have at this time in my life. With everything that's happening in the world and all that we've all been going through collectively, I really hope that you all have had an opportunity to center back to self, to remind yourself of what you're grateful for, to tweak and rewind and course correct and give yourself some grace and compassion, maybe cry a little bit, laugh a lot, dance if you can, and of course, practice asana. So today, I'm really excited to come back to this topic because we talked about the female moon cycle, which I will link in today's show notes, because this is a bit of an extension of what we discussed in that previous episode. I love today's topic. This is a personal practice of mine. It is a beautiful way to connect back to yourself, back to your feminine energy. Now, for the men who are listening to today's episode, this is still really something that you can take away with you if you have a significant other that is of female persuasion. If um, you just want to learn more about this, it is something that I definitely think is a huge part of personal self-care, and it is such a holistic practice. So we will talk about the yoni, and also yoga. But real quickly, we're going to take a very, very small break. And when we return, we're going to dive right into the topic. So hang tight. Hey, yogis, find a new feature at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out today's show notes for a link to where you can find over a 100 free audio yoga classes. Simply pick your class, press play, and I will meet you on the mat. Namaste. All right, so let's jump right in. What is a yoni? Now, yoni is a Sanskrit word that has been interpreted to literally mean the womb. This includes the vagina, the vulva, and the uterus. But it is so much more than that. It is a sacred space. 
And in Sanskrit, Yoni also represents the goddess Shakti. Shakti is the mother goddess, the source of all, the universal principle of energy, power of creativity. I also want you to think about the sacral chakra. It's all about creativity. I mean, let's face it, life has the potential of being produced from this space. So it is indeed magical, right? That's that's how I like to think of it. Now, by using the term yoni, you are actually honoring and acknowledging this feminine source of energy and empowerment. So ladies, this is literally your energy center. So we want to explore it. We want to explore sexuality. We want to be connected to our moon cycles. We want to be connected to all that is happening down there. And we want to let the energy flow. So it's really important, right? Now, one of the things that I love about considering the yoni as a sacred space is it completely changes your paradigm. It magnifies your feminine energy and it allows you to really become connected back to self in a way that is way beyond anything else. And I think it's such a beautiful practice and There's a few things we need to do to be able to be more connected to our sacred space. We need to have a lot more self-compassion. We need to let go of any shame. We need to honor our bodies as they are. We need to not believe any of the narratives that many of us might have grown up to believe, such as this is you know, taboo or dirty or something to be ashamed of or Um, embarrassed about. It is not. And if you haven't had the time or opportunity or, I don't know, bravery (laughs) to really inspect your yoni yourself with a hand mirror, please pause right now and do yourself the honor to go and love on yourself. Have a look look around, pay attention, and really enjoy your yoni. I have a really cool exercise that I will share, but um, it is a way to really honor this sacred space. And um, I do a lot of little things to honor my yoni and to honor my sacral chakra and just this entire creative energy that allows me to facilitate creativity in other areas. I truly believe that. And so um, I'll share a few of those here in a while. But I want you to start thinking really deeply about your yoni and your sacral space um, or sacral chakra and sacred space because it's really important that we do a lot of things that support our you know, our essence, our vibrations, our love that comes from within. And so we want to begin by not only, as I mentioned, being mindful of the messages that we're telling ourselves subconsciously and maybe even consciously, but we also want to be mindful of who we welcome into the sacred space. You know, often we disconnect and there's a lot of reasons for that. As you know, I'm a trauma-informed practitioner and yoga teacher. 
And so I understand that there's a disconnection that comes naturally when you've been traumatized, especially if you've been traumatized sexually. And part of connecting back to this place is knowing that you are in charge, you are in control, you have the right to your body, and this is probably the best gift you can give yourself is to learn about yourself, to learn how you feel, how you tick, you know, um, what is happening in the body, not just the yoni, but in general, the mind, the body, the spirit. But in particular, as a woman, as a female, the yoni represents so much powerful energy that can really exude itself and lend itself to other practices that allow you to be really connected and introspective. And I think it is worth really, really working on yourself in every capacity that you can to be able to find yourself back to that place that allows you to honor that space. And I think it's really important in addition to us women honoring our sacred space, but for the men to honor the women that they have that connection to, honor their yoni, you know, treat it like it is the temple that it should be treated like it is because it gives life, it gives love, it gives energy, it is magnificent. <laughs> I'm in love with my yoni. And so we want to be mindful of who we allow into the sacred space, you know, we want to question does this person connect with us vibrationally do they understand that this is a sacred act that we are about to partake in do you feel comfortable allowing them into that space have you made that connection back to self back to that person and are you able to take responsibility for allowing this disruption to take place even if it's a healthy happy disruption it is definitely going to disrupt the flow of the energy that you have you know basically harnessed within yourself and so we talk about um you know sexual energy being able to be utilized in other ways create you know, with um, creative endeavors, with athletic endeavors, with stamina and endurance endeavors, but it's also a point of manifestation. You know, you can do lots of different exercises and practices to be able to really um, connect in a way on a vibrational level that is super esoteric, I'm not going to lie, but is so fascinating and phenomenal and worth it. For instance, being able to bring self-pleasure to yourself and have um, an orgasmic explosion that allows you to manifest. And so you can take that point right before you would have that orgasm and you can turn that into a manifestation of whatever it is you want to have your intention set on. So it's just like the beginning of an asana practice or a meditative practice where you set an intention or you have a mantra. You can practice this in this very, very sacred creative space. And we talked a little bit about tantric yoga, which I will link in today's show notes as well. I will link a few past episodes that are related to today's topic as we talk about 
sexuality and we talk about um, just this feminine, divine, divine feminine energy and just this manifestation in this space and being able to, you know, um, really, I think, multiply whatever it is in your life that you want to through this beautiful energy. One of the things that I think about is, you know, when you create, you know, if you're a painter or you draw or you make music or you dance or whatever your creative endeavor is, right? You have this energy, you create this flow, you're, you're really in this deep, meditative, mindful movement state when you're in creativity. And if you really think about it and you think about um, having a child, right, from this same type of creativity, then you have to imagine that this energy can be used in a multitude of ways. And so I really love that idea and I think it's worth um, exploring. It definitely can't hurt, but you have to have a connection to yourself that allows you to be really comfortable with who you are. And it's something that you should spend the entire, your entire lifetime doing. It's absolutely worth it. Also, you want to be mindful of what you insert into your yoni. The yoni is actually considered a mucous membrane. So everything that is inserted into the space is readily observed or absorbed and observed probably by the body. So if you're using commercial pads and tampons, you actually might find it much more empowering to switch over to a menstrual cup. So I did that and I love it so much. And also, you know, you collect your magical flow, your moon juice. <laughs> Um, but you collect, you know, this part of your body. Because remember, you're, when you're menstruating, when you're on your menses, you're not just bleeding from nowhere. I mean, this is, this is the lining of your yoni coming back, right? This is part of your body that would have otherwise created, helped to create child. And so you can collect that energy, you can collect that substance, and you can you know, feed it to plants and feed it to the earth, or you can have a moment of saying goodbye to a part of your body that you're shedding and you can shed things with it as you flush it, let's say. So I don't want to get too graphic because you can do a lot of research um, on your own, but the truth is, is that you can take and you should honor this energy and utilize it, um, any way that you see fit, but in a way that you are intentionally doing it. So I think that's the biggest key is that you're not just annoyed by it and you're not like, oh God, now I can't go swimming or now I can't do this or do that. Instead, you take that time and you make it about honoring your body. You know, you take that entire week or whatever um, time you're on your menses and even just throughout your entire moon cycle, you honor the different phases of this beautiful way that the body is made up. It's so divine and it's so wise and it's so beyond anything that we can even quite understand. You know, we can create the internet and 
uh, rocket ships, but we still don't understand the body. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, it's a mystery. It's mystical. It's magical. And sometimes you just have to enjoy that. So I highly recommend you think about that as well. Also be mindful of different lubrications that you're using, things that are not natural products, um, and just honor the yoni, you know, treat it like it is the best part of who you are and really, really take it to the next level when you honor her. And so we start there because that is really what's going to get us to the next phase, which is to really start to then delve deeper into self-care practices. Now, some of the stuff that I'm about to talk about, please do be mindful if you have an IUD or any type of implants within your yoni because it can cause those to come out. So um, when we talk about yoni steaming or we talk about utilizing beads or, um, you know, if you're using a wand or anything for um, muscle exercises or Kegel exercises, things of that nature, just be mindful if you have an IUD. Now, I have an IUD, but... Um, I have never had any issues with steaming or any of this, but I do know that it can be a cause of concern. So just um, know if your IUD is easy to release. Um, and you can even talk to your gynecologist or your physician about this as well. But definitely be mindful about that, okay? So do your research. So we talked about using a menstrual cup. I personally like the Diva Cup. Um, the way that it works is it inserts into your vagina and it sort of expands a little bit and then it just collects all of your beautiful flow and then it's uh, easy for you to remove it without making a mess actually and then you can do whatever you want with um, the menstrual blood. You can flush it and say goodbye to all your troubles or you know, make a wish or <laughs> set an intention. Or like I said, you can take that energy and you can feed it back into Mother Earth um, or feed your plants. There's a lot of nutrients that live in the body. So you be the judge of that. Um, if that's not your style, then you can definitely use unbleached organic cotton tampons and pads. There's some really great products out there. So definitely look into those. The ones that obviously don't contain harmful chemicals, no animal byproducts, no chlorine, no parabens, no synthetic fragrances, that sort of thing. Because the regular stuff is extremely toxic and there's not a lot of research that is done as to what type of toxicity it causes into the body and what the effects are long term or even short term. If you're moody because of it, if you're achy or itchy or whatever. Um, keep a yoni journal. I highly recommend you keep a journal for a year. Um, I've been journaling about my yoni for many years actually. Um, but keep a journal and you know you can start to see where your menstrual cycle is linking up with the moon. You can see where your body is responding to different foods or sex or whatever um, you know temperature, climate, all of that, start to really pay attention to your yoni. 
And also pay attention to when, you know, you're more aroused in your cycle, typically when we're ovulating because the body wants to produce baby. So um, those are really good things to know and just to be mindful of. Maybe if you have PMS symptoms or um, any other type of emotional symptoms that might be due to your cycle. And then, of course, like I mentioned, how you respond to different products that you're using while you're on your menses. So keep a journal and invest in your yoni, invest in the right products, pay the extra money, you know, um, pay attention, especially if you groom, if you wax, if you do any of those things, if it's causing any irritations and things like that. Um, just pay a lot of attention to your yoni. I use special soaps just for my yoni. I uh, pay a lot of attention to her. You know, also just being mindful of how you feel about yourself and the message you're sending to yourself. Um, because I do believe that all of that stuff is super connected. If you have a hard time orgasm, having orgasms, if you have a hard time um getting aroused or if you have really bad PMS or really bad menstrual cycles, if you have yeast infections that are recurring, if you have any of any discomfort that, re, you know, is recurring, um, different things like that can be caused by the mind-body-spirit connection. So there's just so much that we don't understand. And so you have to learn and start to understand your own body. Alrighty, so let's talk about the crystal wand, okay? Now, this is a self-pleasuring tool, but it also can be used to practice kegels and just, it could be a tightening tool where you just practice tightening your yoni around the wand, but um, traditionally, it's also just a self-pleasuring tool as well. And self-pleasure is actually really important because it allows you to connect with your divine energy, it also helps you to learn what you like and dislike. Um, it also allows you to keep everything really functioning and tightened. Think about in yoga when we practice our mula bandha. It also helps us to support our organs. So it supports your bladder. It supports the internal parts of your body. So as we age, we really want that area to be really... Um, you know, uh, exercised <laughs> for lack of better word, but we want to, um, not neglect that space in our body. And this is deeper than just tightening around, you know, your sexual organs. This is going all the way up. And so part of that is, you know, through self-pleasure, part of it is through kegels or, um, engaging your bandhas during your practice. Um, but we want to be really mindful of what we're doing down there with those muscles. We want to engage them. We want to practice and treat them like we would everything else. So that's really important. Um, also, the crystal wands are not only beautiful, but they're charged with energy. So if you listened back to some of our episodes where we talked about crystal healing, this is another variation. Now, a lot of people use jade. I personally um, have an array of crystal wands and um, just depending on what I want to sort of attract into my life or what type of healing I want but if you just want to get clear crystal that's just a nice beautiful way to charge the body and charge yourself and 
Also, it helps you to charge other crystals as well. So it's a good one. One of my other favorites is rose quartz, but I happen to love all things rose quartz because it's such a symbol of love. And as you know, I am such a believer in love. And so, um, and love for self. It's not just romantic love. It's just love. Like, love is such a beautiful energy. And even though sometimes pain comes from love, it's still always worth it. So, um, it's just, it's a great way to be able to dissolve negative energy, cultivate divine loving energy throughout your entire being. And then my favorite, the Yoni steam. So this has been done in many cultures, African cultures, indigenous cultures, and it was a way to not only cleanse the body, honor the body, but it can help with um, lots of different ailments that can prevent you from getting pregnant, um, other issues like major menstrual cramps. Now, keep in mind that the jury is out when it comes to Western medicine and how physicians interpret yoni steaming, but this is a holistic practice. It is a practice of intention. It is a practice of self-care and belief. And the mind is extremely strong. Otherwise, the placebo effect would not be possible. So if you believe that this is cleansing you, that this is facilitating health and well-being, then I believe it will. So let me tell you what I love about the yoni steam. First of all, it is very, very energizing and comfortable and relaxing all at the same time. Um, it takes some getting used to if you're not used to it, which most people are not. I purchased a really beautiful Yoni Steen custom-made box from a woman that made it in Russia. And it's beautiful and she designed it just for me and... Um, she also sent me beautiful herbs and um, very potent rose oil. And I have a steamer, but you can use a, bo a bowl of water that's really hot and you can place it in the box or you can place it in a bucket and you can put like just a yoni, uh, kind of looks like a child's um, potty training top. You just stick that over a bucket and you sit on it and then you put a towel over your waist so you can kind of keep the steam all in or you can have like I did a box that's made just for this and I use a steamer so I have a aromatherapy steamer that I can use for my face but I actually put it in the box and use it for my yoni but a bowl of really hot water you put herbs in it whatever herbs you want you can put essential oils and then you just let it steam into the yoni and I like to steam my yoni about a week before my menstrual cycle and after my menstrual cycle and that's pretty much it I just steam about twice a month sometimes it's once a month and um Every now and then, if I want to get in a steam for some other reason, like I just want a cleanse or, you know, I'm maybe preparing to be naked with somebody or something like that, um, which, you know, hasn't really been a thing. But um, then I will do a nice self-care regimen with a yoni steam. So it's just, it's a beautiful way to honor the body. So it applies this gentle heat and moisture. It 
allows the herbs to permeate into the external vagina. It carries medicinal plant properties to the tissues. It increases your circulation. Remembering that the plant medicines are absorbed into the bloodstream and then circulated into the reproductive system where they help to stimulate healing. This is a really great practice if you suffer from PCOS. Um, also, I think I mentioned if you have you know really um, tough menstrual cramps, if you're uh, wanting to prepare to get pregnant or you're having issues um, otherwise, there are definitely um, some things you want to consider, as I mentioned, the IUD, but if you've had any other issues in your reproductive system, in your yoni, maybe um, cancers, things of that nature, you know, you might want to start consulting a physician, as well if you use medicine anywhere on your vagina, um, just be mindful of that as well. Now, this powerful ritual actually helps nourish the vagina while healing and restoring divine femininity. I love that. Steaming helps improve stagnation and cleanses old residue in the vagina canal and the womb space. So if the blood from the previous menstrual cycle has not been properly cleared, the body identifies it as a foreign substance. Now this activates muscles in the abdomen to attempt to push it out of the body. Now the muscle contracting action often results in painful cramps. So doing vaginal steams assists the body with cleansing and improves circulation, which enhances the body's own healing mechanisms. So on an emotional level, steaming activates a connection to the femininity and is a powerful act of self-love. So it's just, it's amazing. It's healing. It helps balance your hormones. It helps in postpartum. It is something that you can work with your midwife or doula on if you are wanting to consider that. There are actual spas where you can go and pay to get to just sit and do a yoni steam. Um, I actually was going to go to one before the coronavirus situation hit. And um, just to kind of go to a spa that focuses on yoni steaming, see if there's anything that I could learn or just have like a little day out at the spa, self-care, um, self all of that. But then it didn't happen, so I just still doing my own at home, which is fine. Um, also, if you do it in a spa, a lot of times they can give you like a womb massage, which is really neat. Um, they use crystals. I've actually had this done before, and I do it on myself frequently now, but... You can kind of cleanse your colon that way as well by taking like a crystal um, on the left lower part of your abdomen and you can just really move that space around. You can um, just give yourself your own womb massage, but it's really nice when someone actually does it for you so you can focus on pratyama and your breath work. So that's another reason why I really wanted to go to the spa. So note to self as soon as those open back up. Um, so as you can tell, this is like a really, really, really great practice. It is something that I think most people should be doing. Even if you do not have menses, it's still a great way to keep the body nice and cleansed and just connected. It allows you to really, I think, just balance yourself in so many different ways. So 
there's a lot of different healing ideas when we think about the benefits of it. So again, heals and tones the tissues of the vagina. It regulates menstrual cycle and flow. It helps you to decrease your flow or restore an absent cycle. It can also help to clear blood clots. It reduces symptoms of bloating, cramping, and pain during menstruation when done prior to menstruation. It also helps reduce the severity of symptoms, increases fertility, helps to clear uterine fibroids, ovarian cysts, and endometriosis. Helpful for pelvic pain, pain during intercourse, vaginal dryness, or tightness. Trauma and emotional healing, a reconnection back to your femininity. Postpartum healing, healing from a miscarriage or an abortion, helps to heal hemorrhoids, supports complete cycles of premenopause, and helps relieve vaginal dryness during menopause. Again, some of the precautions or contradictions that you want to think about is do not steam if you're pregnant or if you're trying to conceive. Speak with a practitioner first. Do not steam during your period. Do not steam if you have an IUD. As I mentioned, I do, but my IUD is um, really encapsulated <laughs> in my body. Um, but I checked with my practitioner about that. Do not steam if there's an excess heat in the body due to fever, hot flashes, or night sweats. It's just going to raise your blood pressure. Do not use essential oils. Um, be mindful of that. The idea is don't use them because they're too harsh for the vagina. Um, but just a drop, literally a drop in a, in a bowl of water wouldn't be as harmful. But yes, if you're not comfortable with that, just stick with the dried or fresh herbs. Do not steam if you have any type of internal or external infection. So if you're suffering from some sort of sexually transmitted disease that's activated or uh, a yeast infection, just remember it's going to help grow that um, energy. So definitely uh, only do it if you are healthy. Speak with a midwife about steaming postpartum and speak with an herbalist or holistic practitioner if you're working to heal severe hormonal issues or infertility. So some of the cool herbs to use is um, lavender, rose, chamomile, motherwort. Uh, I like to use rose and chamomile personally. Um, some nourishing herbs is red raspberry leaf and nettles or needles. And create a balanced blend with your herbs and use one cup each time you steam. And um, the ones I mentioned are a great way to get started, but there's tons. You can do way more research. And remember that this is a holistic practice. This has not been cleared by the FDA or by Western medicine. So just know that... And obviously, if you're listening to Yoga Podcast, we talk a lot about esoteric things. We talk a lot about holistic things. Um, so this is a part of that. But I really do believe in it so, so much. I think it's healed my body so much. I've used, um, I've recommended this to my clients that I work with that suffer from trauma. It is um, very off-putting at first because steaming your vagina can be, It could, it's like an a vulnerability exercise in a lot of ways, but it's such a beautiful exercise once you get through the first time. So you're just gonna start by boiling about three quarts of filtered water. Um, once boiled, well, once water boils anyway, it's healthy water. Add a cup of dried herbs, reduce the heat. 
Um, so you can boil the herbs or you can place them in after, but boiling them really activates them. And then of course, you're gonna transfer that to a cool pot place in your steam stool or your, um, some people have steamers that go over toilets and different things like that. You can do some research there. And then of course, just get undressed from the waist down. And then you just sit there, you steam for 15 to 30 minutes. It shouldn't feel too hot or aggressive. If it does, then be mindful of that. You don't want to burn yourself. And this is a great time to read or to do meditation or um, just to relax and have a cup of hot tea. But remember, you are steaming some pretty sensitive tissues. So your blood pressure will raise, you will heat up the body. So if you're also drinking hot tea and you find yourself starting to sweat, um, you know, just be mindful of that, okay? So other than that, then you just can really remember that this adds hydration to the body. It increases the blood flow to the body. This is a great way to um, also incorporate into giving yourself womb massages. And I want to talk about that really quick. You would be massaging the uterine area, which is especially helpful for those with hormonal imbalances and those also trying to conceive. But it also helps to regulate your menstrual cycle. It supports reproductive health. It increases fertility. You can create a massage oil with your favorite essential oils. You can use some almond or apricot oil base. I like to use coconut oil myself. Massage the womb area for about 15 minutes on days when you're not ovulating or menstruating. So again, you need to know your ovulation. If you're in the birth control pill, you're not going to ovulate. It bypasses that, um, which is a thing that, I mean, I personally don't recommend hormonal birth control, but I understand the need for it in many cases. Um, and then of course you're going to, you know, practice your mantra, practice your intention, send yourself love and nurturing of self throughout, throughout the entire practice of that. All right, yogis, so we have one more topic and then we'll begin to wrap it up. So let's talk about yoni yoga. So it is defined as a connection of physical, mental, and spiritual exercises while you channel the energy of your yoni through your mind, body, and spirit. Now, yoni yoga is comprised of physical techniques known as poses that focus on the pelvic muscles combined with meditative breath work and womb connection. Now, yoni yoga is used to strengthen, heal, and promote a healthy womb space, as well as expanding awareness and connecting with feminine energy while surrendering to the moment, allowing one to be present with themselves, activating Shakti and pushing through any blocks. Now, yoni yoga can be done with or without a yoni egg. By using a yoni egg during your practice, you will get a deeper physical exercise and deeper spiritual work by activating the metaphysical energies. Now, if you choose to use your yoni egg, focus on contracting and releasing your pelvic floor muscles at the same time you breathe with your poses. During each yoga pose, concentrate on a deep, controlled breathing while making a conscious connection with your womb space. So if you're not familiar with yoni eggs, again, um, 
be mindful if you have an IUD. Now the yoni egg is a smooth egg shaped crystal. You can get it in rose quartz, jade, all that same stuff as the yoni wand. The egg is a tool to help train and strengthen your pelvic floor muscles. This is a really great thing to do after having a baby, after the body is healed, to kind of bring life back to those muscles. And it also improves your mind yoni connection don't you love that mind yoni connection now there are many exercises that you can do specifically with your yoni egg there are also lots of different yoni type products out there to help cleanse the yoni i like for myself personally i just like the steam and i like the yoni egg and yoni wand i don't really um subscribe to some of the other practices where there's like different things that you can put in the yoni and leave it for like a couple of hours or even a day or overnight and then when you pull it out it's like releasing a bunch of toxins with it uh i i'm i don't personally do those i just i think the steam and having a really healthy menstrual cycle if you're still in your menses is enough the body is super self-cleansing you just need to facilitate a happy, healthy environment for the body to, in its own infinite wisdom, to do its job. So that's sort of my take on it. But I, you know, I do think that for some, some of those other practices might be really good. So definitely do some research and see if it works for you. Um, so the yoni egg is definitely something that you can look into. It just inserts right into the vagina and then you can just flex your muscles around the egg. It's not going to cause you to be aroused or anything like that. It is inside and you're able to just build your muscles. There's other tools out there that have like remote controls and you can actually see the pressure and it helps you to do certain exercises every day. So if you have um, any issues with your pelvic floor, if you feel like it's not um, muscular enough, it's not um, contracting tight enough, you could actually, especially post-baby, postpartum, you can look into some of these other products that allow you to do specific exercises um, at different times in the day with uh, the remote. It records the pressure and all of that, and you can really build up to it. But, you know, with um, a Banda practice, possibly a Pilates practice, engaging pelvic floor, engaging some of what we've talked about today, you could probably build your yoni up over time and not have to be so stringent about it. But everyone's different and a lot of people have different ailments and different issues that they're trying to recover from. So just know that there's options for many, many different variations, okay? So let's talk about yoni yoga again. So as you place that into your body, you can practice doing the kegels with the yoni egg. You do not have to use a yoni egg. You can just engage mula bandha or pelvic floor or practice your kegels as well. And it is something that is really awesome. The It, it has been practiced for years in China. Um, people who practice the Tao um, in ancient times practice involving yoni eggs through meditative states. It was practiced in royalty. There's so much history with the yoni egg. 
Um, but using yoni egg does differ from traditional kegels in two main ways. One is the use of crystals, which we've talked about earlier with the healing energy, the cleansing energy, the activating energy, but also the use of their weight. Using yoni eggs actually creates a resistance training effect for your yoni. So you're bodybuilding in the yoni. <laughs> Whereas kegels are similar to bicep curls with no weight. So adding the weight of the yoni egg and even the possibility of adding more weight to even that through the vaginal weight lifting, as we mentioned, creates an effect that has been called kegels on steroids, pun intended there. Now, yoni eggs are tumbled smooth eggs made out of semi-precious gemstones, including, as I mentioned, jade, rose, quartz, amethyst, um, host of other healing materials. Yoni is an ancient Sanskrit term meaning holy temple, sacred space. We've talked about this. And... This is your beautiful womb. So the yoni eggs can actually be drilled or undrilled and are intended to be placed inside of you, your yoni. So it's only supposed to be in there for brief periods, so about 15 minutes to two hours with the exception of jade eggs, which can generally stay inside for much longer periods, 12 hours to a few days. I don't know about that, yogis. Now, when the yoni egg is inserted, you may begin to have your dedicated yoni egg practice which strengthens your being from the inside out so with the practice of yoni yoga you're going to become more in touch kind and sensitive to yourself you're going to draw attention and power to your body you're going to develop more self-love you're going to experiment with your body and develop heightened eroticism you're going to transform your relationship with your sexuality, especially if you've experienced sexual trauma. You're going to strengthen your pelvic floor, especially post-pregnancy or if you're experiencing any type of in, you know, continence. And you're going to have more sensation and dexterity in your yoni. You're going to increase your sexual satisfaction, increase your orgasmic potential, including multiple orgasms and female ejaculation if that interests you. Now, the characteristics of yoni yoga. It can be any style of yoga. It could be a blending of physical and spiritual exercises. You can focus on the pelvic floor. You can add a prop of a yoni egg, typically um, a jade egg in yoni yoga. And it can be just the weight of the egg or with added weights, okay? And generally, it's a solo practice, so not in a class. So or you could do a one-on-one. -on -one. And yoni yoga is a broad term, and depending on your take on the practice, it can encompass elements of yoga, mindfulness, meditation, breath work, even prayer, kegels, vaginal weightlifting, self-inquiry, um, connection to self. You can just, whatever, if it's on the mat or off the mat yoga. And it allows you to create this positive ritual in your life. It's an awesome way to make space for yourself, it is a great thing for you to kind of keep on your calendar. You know, you have your steams before and after menses. If you're uh, menstruating, if you're not menstruating, you're um, following maybe uh, the new moon and the full moon would be a great time to do it. And then you can do this um, once a week or once a month or whenever you feel the urge. So I love it. 
it is an opportunity to be really intentional about this sacred space of yours. And some of the great uh, practices that you can do or yoga postures is anything that is engaging the sacral chakra. So um, hip thrust type things like bridge pose, uh, even just um, hip openers are really great. Balancing postures can be a challenge, but it could be a, a good challenge. I personally like to do more floor mat exercises, um, cat-cow because you're moving your body like water, but technically you can do any posture. So I have a fun upcoming surprise about this. I'm going to be running a six-week yoni practice on Yoga Podcast, possibly going to do it on my YouTube page as well. It's going to be sometime in the near future, in the next a month or two where I start to roll out the practice and it will be once a week where we um, start to engage in our practice of yoni yoga. So definitely be on the lookout for that. I will announce it when the time comes. Uh, you might want to um, do some research and make sure that you can participate and if you want to utilize um, props for the yoni. Uh, but you can definitely do it without it as well. So we'll talk more about that. Definitely subscribe to my newsletter at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. If you have any questions, you know how to find me. All the links are in today's show notes. Thank you so much. I know that this was such a long episode, but oh my gosh, I love, 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 love talking about the divine energy and the Shakti and the yin and the yang and just all this beautiful manifestation that can take place right within you. So now you have another discipline of yoga called Yoni Yoga. And for the men out there, you can connect with your partner's Yoni. You can honor it. You can worship it if you even like. But you can just acknowledge when you're entering into that sacred space that that is indeed what you're doing. And if you and your partner are on the same vibration and you're able to have these conversations, try using your time of orgasm to manifest love between each other, to bring yourself to a higher vibration, to create a mantra between the two of you that you can say at the same time during that time or set an intention and just make it into this beautiful, beautiful practice. It doesn't have to be every time, but it should definitely be some of the time. All right, yogis, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I missed you all. I'm so excited about um, the next phase of Yoga Podcast as we delve deeper and deeper into this beautiful philosophy. We get more and more and more connected back to self. I love you all. Please do go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful 
wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Thank you.